Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. According to this article the Irish Times, 72% of voters uh, say even with energy shortages and things getting worse, they still support Ireland's stand and the, and the EU stand uh, with the Ukraine in this war. But the poll is very confusing because then it goes on to say 61% say they are concerned about too many refugees coming to Ireland. 60, now, Mia Martin only said the other day that people who were expressing or exposing that view were some sort of right-wing people, which is not the case at all. People just think it's lunacy to be inviting people to a country when you've nowhere them to stay when we already had a housing crisis. But anyway, and more than half the voters, 56%, disagree that Ireland should continue to accept refugees from Ukraine. Now, the poll, of course is the poll, and currently the price of everything, as you well know, has increased, which has many economic factors, by the way, but it's greatly impacted by the never-ending war in Ukraine. And from December 5th, the energy crisis is probably set to get worse as further sanctions on Russia and tankers can no longer be insured carrying oil, and this will have a further effect on everything, not just the oil. And the energy crisis, by the way, doesn't just affect, I suppose, the cost of heating your home and filling your car. It affects everything. Because everything uses oil or uses energy to be produced, including food, clothes, textiles. You know, even there's a knock-on effect right down to the price of property because we have to change interest rates to keep up with the cost of living. Now, Leo Varadka also said that tourism will be badly affected in 2023 as a large proportion of the hotels are now occupied by refugees. And the concern is that many are being offered accommodation in houses, but they won't move out of the hotels. 54,000 people currently in Ireland just from Ukraine. That's not including the, the never-ending um, stream of people who are coming in from other international or other countries look seeking international protection. And people have accused, been accused of being extreme right-wing just for suggesting that we need to do something about it. I mean, don't get me wrong, everybody would agree that on a humane basis, if people are in trouble or need help or need protection, we should do the best we possibly can. But there's a limit to what we can do as a smaller country and a small economy. And there have been suggestions that we may face energy shortages and possibly power cuts if we continue down the path we're continuing with the EU. So I'm asking you, do you still support us? Surprisingly enough, there's an article in the paper today that the Red Cross are reaching out to those people who said they would have a room in their house for Ukrainians going back last year, do you remember when it was, or February when it was mentioned first. And seemingly uh, a lot of the people now, the vast majority, are uncontactable. In other words, they've withdrawn their offer. Um, I suppose people, you know, in the heat of the moment, think this is a good idea. But then I suppose practically, from a practical point of view, they think maybe it's not such a good idea. And I understand that too. People are not to be condemned for that. This idea that you condemn people because you just won't take a person into your house is madness. Uh, the numbers are 087-188-008. So even if things get worse, the energy crisis and the price of fuel goes up and the cost of your bills goes up and the energy crisis creates blackouts during the winter... Do you still support our position in relation to supporting Ukraine with Europe? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Because according to this article, 72% do. Oh, that, that's, that's, that's not what the actual Ipsos poll says, mind you. Uh, Mark, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Mark? No, how are you doing, Philip? Mark, do you, do you support... I mean, look, I, I would be remiss to say that we all support humanity and, and helping people out as much as we can. I imagine you would agree with that, would you? Absolutely. Genuine people, absolutely, yes. Yeah, okay. So in relation to the people coming from Ukraine, um, it would genuinely are coming here because there's a war in their country. I mean, at what well, point sorry. should we have stopped or should we continue? Well, when the Georgians and the Albanians were coming in, that was their, the red flag should have been raised there straight away. Those people coming in from Ukraine, they didn't even speak Ukrainian. 
I'm, I'm, I, I, am a, I am aware of that, and, and I've spoken someone, to somebody. Someone should have shared the spot a couple of months back. Or, you know, a couple of weeks, let's but, say But the problem but the is, when you're, you're taking people in in an emergency situation, it's very difficult to analyse everything and all the data and where people are originally from or what their origin is. And yes, there's been suggestions that people are coming from other parts of the world and suggesting they're from the Ukraine, tearing up their passport and saying, oh, I was studying in Ukraine. And I understand how that's happening. But unfortunately, when you're in an emergency situation, you can't dot all of the I's. And I know you that's wrong, but, but that's well, what happens. It, it, again, when this started, when people did um, offer their houses up and, and their accommodation, they were told it was women and children, that all fighting age men had to stay in Ukraine. So, again, with the, the amount of men that are arriving on the shores, surely to God, that should be a red flag as well. People didn't sign up for men. Now, I, I'm, I'm curious about that, yeah, because it, it was suggested that men between the age of 18 and 65 were not allowed to leave Ukraine, that Absolutely. they must stand and fight for their country. At the start, and it was yeah. women and children. But and it I, seems I, I, the vast majority now that we're seeing uh, on the news over the last uh, certainly week or so who don't have accommodation are men. Yeah, you know, I'm guessing here, but I'd say that's why people have, um, you know, turned, you know, changed their mind and offered their accommodation because they didn't want six lads in the house. It was a family with kids. But but okay, but should we continue if we get the vetting process better? Let's say we can do that, or maybe we should. And you're right. Let's say we should, we did get the vetting process better. Do you believe that we should continue, you know, to accept people coming from? Ukraine or international protection or whatever it happens to be, people who are genuinely fleeing from trouble. Do you believe we should continue to do that? Do you still support that? At this that? present moment in time, no, with no accommodation. Um, and, 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 and even if we had accommodation, the vetting needs to be seriously ramped up. And there's also a Dublin agreement that was put in place in Dublin years ago, and that needs to be started. But that was part of the Geneva Convention, yeah. Exactly. And what happens is, well, people that don't know, know what that is, is... I know, I know that a person coming from an international country to seek protection must go to the first safe port. I'm aware of that. And if they can't, they can go to the second safe port, but the second safe port can return them back to the first safe port. I'm aware of that, Mark. I don't, in, in relation to Ukrainian refugees, it shouldn't apply if people are being vetted properly, as you rightly said. Let me go to Alan. Alan, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Alan? Hi, how are you? Alan, I mean, according to this... This morning, 72% of people say they support Ireland and the EU and we must continue to stand by Ukraine, even if it means energy shortages. Do you agree with that statement? Are you there, Alan? Sorry. Are you there? Okay. Do you agree with this state, the statement that the overwhelming majority of people should support Ireland and the EU in the continued stand against the war in Ukraine? No, so, see, this is, this is the, the nonsense manipulation we got the whole time right. Of course, people should support, right? but as you said, when you dig into it, you actually find out what's actually going on. But the left-wing media we have in this country run with this top line. Of course, there should be supporter, right? Because we shouldn't let Russia do what they're doing. But Ireland as a country, we cannot house Ukraine. We cannot house Africa. We cannot house the middle fucking east. And we need to put a stop to this. It's complete nonsense. But there has been suggestions in the past, before any of this started, by the way, if you go back 20 years ago, there was a suggestion by government that Ireland could sustain 10, a population of 10 million people if we did it properly. Listen, like, we've incompetent, we've incompetent politicians, right? And all you're seeing now is asylum tourism is what's going on here now. And this absolute nonsense needs to stop. RT did a piece the other day from Dublin Airport showing all these men sleeping on the floor from Ukraine. I thought it was only women and children coming from Ukraine. So where are all these men coming from? Well, I, I assume some men came, but yes, I, I, there is a concerning number now. 
Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I read the figures the other day. And, you know, when, when originally it was said that men between 18, as I said, 65, weren't supposed to leave the country because they were supposed to fight for the country. Um, it is concerning when you see a lot more men leaving Ukraine. But mind you, you know, maybe their families. I mean, if I, I only, I said this in the year a while ago, if it was my country, I wouldn't be staying to fight. I'd be yeah, getting out. Like I'd be that, getting that, out with my wife and kids. Yeah, you would be getting out, right? Let's say, right? But why? So these communities in countries that border Ukraine, right? Ukraine's a massive country, not all of it's under attack, right? No, I'm aware of that. People are choosing to now come to Ireland because it's 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 seen people come because they're getting a free house. But they right. but they're clearly not getting a free house. They're getting free everything, right? No, but, but they're clearly not getting it now because, you, by your own admission, we don't have that. We have a crisis. They're not getting it now because there's still fucking many of them coming in. That's the problem, and it, we should have kept it at twenty five, thirty thousand, right? Look after those people correctly. But instead, we have virtue signaling politicians who've just open border policies to everyone and anyone in. Let's not forget now, the vast majority of violent crime in this country this year has been carried out by foreign nationals. That's not true. That's completely yeah. untrue. It may be disproportionate, but it's not the vast majority of violent crime being carried out by people who are foreign nationals. That's completely untrue. It's not. It's not a, it's, uh, that's not a factual statement, Alan. You won't actually get the right. You won't actually get the right figures because no, no. You're, you, you, I would accept you saying there may be a disproportionate amount of crime in relation to population sizes from different nationalities. But in saying that, to suggest that the vast majority of violent crime being carried out in Ireland is by foreign nationals is completely factually incorrect. Not okay. Well, you you can choose to believe that, Alan, if you want. Well, to. And, and and I and I see that up on Twitter and I see it on social media, but it's completely untrue. And people will pick and choose what they want to say. And look, it's fine if you if you want to believe that, that's fine. And, and yes, many people who have come to Ireland and who sought international protection have been involved in crime. And my personal view on it: if you come to Ireland seeking international protection, you're involved in crime, you should be deported. Absolutely. But Which it, won't but, happen. Why isn't that happening? Well, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I can't give you the answer to that. But but in saying that, to make a blanket statement like the majority of violent crime committed in Ireland is by foreign nationals is nonsense. I could, I could look to the papers right now and find a, a myriad of violent crimes in the last week which are committed by Irish people of Irish origin. You will not see the crimes committed by foreign nationals in this country because it's not printed and it's not covered. It, it kept completely out of it. Well they, all, well, they all have to go before the court. Anybody who commits a violent crime has to go before the courts. So it's all a matter of record. It's not like, well, you, you could accuse certain media of being involved in that, but, it, but you're, it's, it's easy to find out. It all has to be listed in the court records, public, but public knowledge. Anyway, uh, the number is 87 That's 87 Oh, sorry, Mark, you wanted to just say one more thing before you go. Yeah, there. but could not. The reason why I text your show, um, I actually texted your researcher to John there was, um, uh, the other day I've seen the people were talking about the Ukrainians coming to Ireland and finishing off the third level education. Yeah. And it just, we were having our dinner that evening and I just said, my daughter applied for a course, a first choice and a second choice course, with enough points, by the way, and was unsuccessful. So we were talking, well, where's all these extra places coming from? And, and if there's extra places in college courses, well, then why aren't they advertising them for everybody? And, and you know what? I couldn't agree with you more, Mark. But you can't blame people for that. You blame the Department of Education. Oh, no, I'm not yeah. Ukrainian. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You blame the government and the Department of Education. Yeah, absolutely. Because your daughter qualified and she should be able to get a place. That's my point. It's not yeah. that I, never, I, I don't care. What, forget about the Ukrainians. How come there's space available and people don't know what, what, what's available if there is things available? Okay, all right. 
I'm going to go to break the numbers 087188 Let me go to Bernie. Bernie here in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. Sorry about that, Bernie. I jumped in prematurely there. Uh, Bernie, I mean, according to this uh, report in the Irish Time and the Ipsos poll, Irish people are willing to continue to support it, even in the, I suppose, the depths of, uh, well, we could end up with blackouts and energy crisis getting even worse. I mean, I think we've, I, I think we've reached capacity. We're already struggling with our own country as it is. But you're, not, a, you're a right-wing racist because that's seemingly what's, what's being really said. I'm sorry, Niall, but I'm not. I don't have myself under any umbrella. I just see what I see. I see those women who have been struggling for years for the redress scream have been left down the li- end of the list again. I see those babies' bodies who are left in, this, in the tomb septic tank being pushed down the list again. I see old people being left high and dry. They have no voice in this country left high and dry. And we move, push them all back to the end of the list and all these new people coming in. Now I respect we have enough. We've taken in, I think we've taken in our, 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 our we're full to 54,000 Ukrainians. Honestly, that, and that's not including international people. No, and protection. we have enough. Honestly, we don't even know the people we have here and we don't know what's going on. And I know you're saying that crime rate is, uh, that not all crime is attributed to news. No, and that, that, that's, no. I appreciate it, but there is a lot of crime that's not reported in the national papers. And yes, I, no, I'm not disagreeing with that fact. I, I, what I disagreed with Alan I, said, he made a blanket statement that the majority of violent crime committed in Ireland is committed by non-nationals. That's not a true statement. I mean, it may be I, a disproportionate, I, 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 if you want to use Nyla. that words. I, I grew up in a country where we worked hard. We had to emigrate ourselves. We got nothing. I mean, this, 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 there's so many, you know, theories about, oh, the Irish were looked after. They weren't. No, we no. Well, I mean, you know, when you, when you were Irish and you went to America, you worked or you starved. You didn't get in. I didn't get in. You couldn't get into Australia now unless you have something that they want. You're right back on the plane unless you have money in your account. And like we've done, we've done, we've been more than generous. I'm sorry, we've been more than generous. Yeah, but when it comes to Ukrainians, that's, I mean, leaving aside asylum seekers and international protection, yeah, no, that's a different issue. And, and by the way, and, and I would agree with you on that as well, we, we need to curtail that to some degree and we need, because we basically we have no borders at the moment at all. Uh, but when it comes to the Ukrainian, they're people seeking protection from war. And as far as you're concerned, we've done our bit. We've helped as much as we can. We just can't do any more. Look, we're, we're already facing the, the cost of living crisis. We're facing the petrol, the diesel price. We're, 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 we're willing to stand with that as it is because of the war. This is what we're being told. Are you willing? Are, willing should we be willing to stand with that? I mean, no, I, no, honestly, we shouldn't be because we didn't do it. We're not. We didn't do. I don't think as a person I've done anything wrong. I only worked, paid my tax. I tried to help people when I could. I have given to charities all my life. I've done helped people wherever I can. I can't do any more now, and I'm absolutely scared. I'm living on my life savings, putting it into the shops every day, shopping once a month now. I haven't turned on my heating. I don't have anything, but I'm willing to stick it up because I feel that this is as much as I can do for all the country. But I can't, can't do any more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be afraid if I had to go to the hospital tomorrow. I'd be on a, on a trolley for a, a week and a half, I'd say, because yeah. I'm over 60. And you're, once you hit 60 in this country, people who want to wake up, you're blindsided. Nobody wants to see you or hear you. They say, ah, you had a great life. Well, do, you th- do, you, do you think you're of less value once you get over 60? Absolutely. I mean, I have so much to contribute, but nobody wants to hear me. And, I, and, 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 and I'm not talking for me personally. I'm talking for a lot of people I speak to in my age group, 60, 70 and 80. And you're probably the only show left that will actually listen to us. And I really appreciate that I have a voice on your show. But I really don't understand how mo- much more we can take. I really don't. I mean, we, I don't mind. I would suck it up. I'll do whatever it and, is. And the money that you get, I don't, I don't want to know how much you have or how much no, you no, get no, per no, week no. and I don't know what, what earnings you have. But do you find that's just not lasting you the way it used to? No, and I'm telling you, I'm looking out for my kids and, you know, go, you know, mum, I need, I need to put diesel in or mum, I'm going to have to move out at the end of the month because my landlord has come and said we have to move out. And I'm trying to help my children. I'm still helping them. They're in their 30s. 
my grandchildren, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm afraid to say anything to them. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, you don't want to worry little minds with stuff no, like that, I'm yeah. A, but I don't want to leave this country in the mess that it's in. It's an impure shambles. And those people at the top of the table should be ashamed of themselves the way they're running this country. Ashamed. But what do you, but what's the what's the alternative? Okay, let's well, say there was I mean, let's say there was an election tomorrow. Well, you know that Leo will be the uh, Taoiseach again by the end of the, the year. But let's say there's an election again tomorrow. So what's the, Sinn Fein? Is that the alternative? Look, we have to face reality. The country has gone over. We have gone. We have gone over the top. We have to restri- We have to rein ourselves in first. We have to. Well, look why at do our, Why do you think? They're doing it. I mean, when you hear Michal Martin um, ignore other politicians who said it to him, that we need to cap numbers, we need to stop. But he's saying, absolutely not. We'll continue to do everything we can. We're, we're still there. We're, they're still going to allow people to come in. And they're just continuing to do this. Well, I call it virtue signaling, by the way. But, but they continue to do this, even though we have no accommodation for these people. We've but nowhere for them to stay. But, but we're we're treating right. them badly. They'll end up on the streets. Exactly. And like, they're going to be roaming around here on the, on the street. Are already are roaming, roaming around. I mean, they're on another radio show this morning, talking about the animals up at the Christmas fair above. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I know it's not a to- the topic we're on. And there is, the do-gooders are going on about the uh, greens and la, 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 la. What about the people who are lying on the street? You know, the animals are getting more we talk this yeah, morning. We, we do seem people. to care more about animals than we do yeah. people sometimes. We do. I couldn't agree with you more. You I've, know, se- like I've seen it on topics of this show where I mentioned something about cruelty to an animal and the, the text lines light up and everything else. And ten minutes mind? later I could do the abuse of a child and nobody really seems to matter. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter not, as much. Not, I know you came from a, a background where your mum and well, all that life that you had to go through. There is women still alive that need to have been. They need to be. Re- yes, I agree. They, they, I agree. they need to be highlighted. This this is, can't go on. Those babies and chum need to be exhumed. I'm sorry, they need to be given a decent quality of life. And those ner- pay, poor poor women who have left this country with so much heartbreak, they need to be. Okay. 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 I'm, I've run out of time, but I get the point that you're making. There are so many more important things that we should be yes, doing in this country. Okay. Okay, thank you, Bernie, and I wish you well, by the way, and have a nice bank holiday weekend as well. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 Melissa, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Melissa? Hello. Thank you for having me this morning. I've just been listening to your conversation. And, again, I'm just a voice, someone who has worked in the community for many, many years, voluntary, and Buff County Limerick, just outside Charleston. Um, and I was got an amount of calls from very concerned people in the town. And I went down and I spent three days um, with members of the community. And the upset that's there is beyond belief in the way the people of the town are being treated. So I did a bit of um, investigations and, you know, we, we wanted to find out not to be putting out misinformation, which, you know, tired of being called left wing or right wing or, you know, we're just any wing. Systems, <laughs> any wing, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. We're normal citizens of this country and, you know, we have a right, as you say, to have concerns. And so I did quite a bit of research and I, I found the gentleman that was managing the local centre. And it's a convent. I went to school there myself. Um, it was a boarding school, the FCT convent, beautiful building. So yeah. Your line is breaking up just a little bit, Melissa. Go on. Oh, right. sorry. Yeah. So it's a very historical area for us all. And, um, you know, there's a lot of emotion there with it, the nuns. Um, of course. Yeah, graveyard yeah. is still there. And, you know, as I said, it's very emotional for people. So I think at the beginning there was a of um, Ukrainians being 
looked after and seeing war and we've all yeah. I think we're the most generous country in the world to be honest and, and, I, mean, and I, think, I do believe we have a duty to help as many people as we can Absolutely yeah. but I think we have to draw the line where that duty of care is not being kept mm. for anybody be it people locally or there um, that are fleeing and so I did my research Neil and um, I found out there was one manager over six centres and um, I found this quite crazy to be honest because basically one can't manage six centres and he doesn't live in any of the centres so he was going around all the southeast and so he was only spending maybe two one day a week in yeah. central and broth and then he was in you know all yeah. the others so there were so I did contact iPad and put in um, just what I got back feedback from the communities as to first and foremost no member of the community, even community councils, were told and were informed. They were not informed in any manner. First of it was, I'm sorry, Brough is a population of 823 people. I was where yeah, they were. Small population, yeah. Quite a lovely, small, beautiful Yeah, town. You, 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 would have, you wouldn't have the amenities to increase the population very quickly. You didn't, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, local not. doctors and everything else, yeah. Mm. We've only one doctor there and yeah. one doctor. One pub, one supermarket. <laughs> with three pubs, with three pubs. Oh, three pubs, that's because it's Ireland, of course. Yeah. Two supermarkets, um, the schools are full. Um, but, you know, it was 80 men that came in. 80 was, men? 80 men, young fighting age men, basically. Okay. Yeah. And that were hanging out in the local parks. Now, I the local people would have said to me, that was our bunch of teenagers hanging out drinking in the local graveyard or hanging out drinking all day in the parks. There'd be uproar. Yeah, of course, the local community would want something done about it, yeah. And they'd want it addressed. Yeah. So I did go to the guard stations, and this was happening in the guard. My own parents are buried there, so yes, I felt, you know, it was my duty even to, to, to go down and into the guard station mm. in this manner. And basically, it was the case of um, oh, unless you have written statements put in. We, we statements can, from who? Um, statements from members. From locals? Yeah. And of course in other words, about something that they've done wrong, in other words. In other words, you kind of have to wait till they do something wrong. Is that, is that what he was saying? Yes, and I believe in prevention is better. Well, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And especially when, you know... No, I, I do understand... To some degree, you know, if somebody's doing nothing wrong and they're just mm. standing around, the laws of loitering were ba- were abolished going back about 30 years ago, so you are allowed to loiter. Now, I think lo- loitering with intent is probably still uh, on the record book somewhere. But, yes, but okay, so you, you, the locals just had concerns about the general social behaviour of some of the, the individuals. Social behavior, yeah. Yeah, the anti-social behaviour, yeah. right? I would have felt right anti-social behaviour. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that the individuals respond, are involved... You talked about the manager, the one manager that goes to different centres, but I'm assuming somebody has to be responsible, you know. Or, you know well, that's where I did my delving. So I, I kind of looked at, you know, if anyone moves into a, a local social housing, you sign a contract of antisocial yeah. behaviour. So I looked for the antisocial behaviour of, you know, it's the same even in a men's shelter, and I've worked with the men's shelters around the country all this, and there's serious... Um, contracts of antisocial. Well, well, there surely should be a point of contact as well. Somebody who's in charge, who you can say to, listen, you need to tell, you know, certain individuals mm-hmm. that you can't be doing that or you can't be doing that, or, you know, and exactly. there's an etiquette to the way you live in society and communities. 
Well, I kind of had to escort the local guard. He brought him in just local into social media. Mm. Like, you're not allowed to be drunk in the local park all day. You know, no, it's a normal thing. I don't think that's. I think that's a reasonably fair request, Melissa. But but anyway, we we got off on a little bit of a tangent. So Melissa, according to this Ipsos poll, by the way, Irish people seventy two percent, according to the poll, say that Ireland and the EU must continue to stand by Ukraine, even if it means energy shortages. Mm-hmm. Do you do you agree? Are you one of those seventy two percent? I am someone that believes that it's time now to, like, I'm just looking there at um, the amount of illegal, unvetted migrants in our country and it's quite frightening I know the people okay. are okay, afraid that, to walk the streets and, we, and, and Melissa I could let you go on and on about that all day but unfortunately that's not what really we're talking about so we're talking about Ukrainians in particular and the protection we're giving in, uh, refugees in, in, in relation to this situation I get I'm not trying to cut you short Melissa just I have loads of people to go to uh, thank you Melissa and she makes a good point in relation to people not understanding how to behave socially uh, Catherine you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio Hi, Niall. Yeah, you're asking the right questions there. I just want to know as well why in the name of God they just don't put a cap on it right now. I don't know if you saw Matty McGrath the other night. He was saying on the one show he was adamant about it and of course he was shot down on one side. But more interesting for me was on the panel down on another night on Virgin Media was Jim O'Callaghan and he said, which I didn't realise, that Denmark has a population of 5.4 million. They've taken in 36,000. Yep. We're not far underneath them per person. And we've taken in, as you say, up to nearly the 50-odd thousand. It's just... I'm I'm looking here, okay, so this is from February 22 as of October 18, 22. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, by the way, the most amount of refugees from Ukraine went to Russia, believe it or not. Yes. Uh, Which is to over 2 million. Now, Mm. looking at, say, for example, the likes of the United Kingdom, who have a population of 70 million people, 136,000. Uh, but we've taken in 54,000, which is a third of that, uh, exactly. which is a per head of population is an awful lot more. The figures yeah. don't work. And as well as that, too, in all honesty, you know what I mean? Michal will just keep blubbering on and blubbering on. He keeps saying the same thing, the same old rhetoric, like, of course, like um, Leo as well. I mean, mm. none of them are prepared to step up to the plate. None of them have the guts to say, listen, right. Remember Roderick O'Gorman announced it there a few weeks ago at the, at the airport? Was it last weekend, the weekend before? He said it himself. You know, he's put on charge, in charge of the children and social end of it. God help me, he's thrown that one. And yeah. he said, oh, look, we'll have to stop here. We can't take any more. The man was in a panic. And he was just, uh, Matty McGrath said it. And they're just all completely... But, but I've, I've heard from sources and friends who I know who work in the Dáil or work within the Dáil and speak to, off the record to politicians. And the majority of politicians agree with capping the numbers. Really? But they're afraid to say it. Probably, yeah. That's they're afraid point. to say it. Yeah. I have to say, when you see them, I know they're all terrified. All they want to do is be re-elected. That's the whole thing of a politician. We all know that. But, I mean, you have to face the facts. The figures are not adding up. I see it myself every day. Everything well, we're a small so country cold. with a small economy. And, yes. and look, if we get things right, and you know, unfortunately, if this war carries mm. on for many, many more years, which mm. it could, it could be a proxy war, it could go on for a long, yeah. long time. I mean, and we get things right, and we manage to look after people who are here and want to stay here, mm. and then we can get back to square one and we can start again. Okay, you can take more then. That's fine. Take more people in then. Exactly. That's, I understand that. But, but, but at the, this moment in time, oh. what is the point in having people come into the country to be homeless? Still, You know what I mean? You saw the weekend there, last weekend, they're coming in. They still were coming in. 
Mm. They're all in a panic trying to look at their phone where they're going to stay, where they're going to stay. I mean, obviously, it's, it's obvious to everybody. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the backup. There's a hotel, I don't know if you heard this morning, hotel in Santry. I don't know which one it is. But anyway, they want the hotel back. They're going to say, now in the new year, we want our hotel back. We won't take it anymore. They're not the only ones. There are a lot of hotels uh, because the contract with the hotels runs out in December. Yeah. Yeah. Like the new, the, the central hotel, they're all gone. He's revamping the whole hotel. It's going to be a new hotel. <laughs> I don't be any Well, and that's another concern, Leo Radcliffe, about tourism next year. That so much, uh, so many hotel rooms are taken up at the moment by, sadly, by by, by refugees and and you know people who have come here for protection. That it will yeah, be it will damage the tourism industry as well. Work. Yeah, I don't know. And, oh, yeah, and a lot of, a lot of, you're right, a lot of those hotels will be turning around at the end of the year and say, no, we're not renewing the contract with the government. We need to operate this as a hotel. It's not a shelter anymore. And sadly, that's going to put people out on the streets. I couldn't agree with you more, Catherine. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. There was hundreds and hundreds of texts in WhatsApp. And I can't find any. I can't find any. Ruth can't find any. We can't find... You, you're welcome. I give you priority on the air that thinks that the number shouldn't be capped. And even the Ipsos poll says that itself. The majority of people, 61%, are concerned that too many people are coming to Ireland. That there was nowhere for them. Where are they all going to stay? Why would you invite people to protect them and not have somewhere for them to stay? We already had a housing crisis before all this started. So how did you honestly believe we were going to take in 50-something thousand people, which we have already 54,000 people up to date? How did they honestly believe they are going to do that? And not have a problem? It doesn't make any sense. And I know, because I've spoken to a friend of mine who is a politician and um, off the record he said that he has spoken to many colleagues I mean them said there should be a cap but they're afraid to say it because it'll be, they'll be seen not to be supporting Ukraine it doesn't go down well anyway uh, I want to move on to things of a scarier nature I suppose Ooh, Halloween Halloween I tell you, if I need to get scared, I just have to look to the window there. Jeremy Dixon's inside there and I can see him. That, that's pretty scary. Jeremy, that's a great mask. I don't know whether you can hear me now. Jeremy, that's a great mask you're wearing for Halloween there. Great mask. Kids will be terrified when they see that. Ah, <laughs> oh, what are you joking about him? God bless him. Anyway, we want to know Halloween, of course is on the way this is Halloween weekend the kids are all excited they'll be out trick-or-treating as we call it, used to call it the Halloween party uh, they'll be all dressed up kids just love Halloween because they get loads of sweets we used to get nuts in our days or fruit probably a bit healthier but I know many people have nut allergies and that's why that all changed I'm sure the nut people are d- d- disgusted <laughs> that they don't benefit so much from Halloween anymore anyway the people who grow the nuts, like, I'm sure they're pissed off because over the last 20 years they've lost so much business with because of nut allergies. And uh, we don't have nuts for Halloween really anymore. Now, you can still buy nuts in your supermarkets, by the way, those who like nuts. Anyway, we want to hear your scary stories. Have you ever had something go bump in the night? Have you ever heard a strange noise? Have you ever something happened maybe that somebody, you saw somebody in their be- in your bedroom and then three weeks later you heard they had died. Have you ever heard, seen something at the back garden that you just couldn't explain? Or even something in the sky you just couldn't explain? Let us know. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. I got one of Ruth's Halloween hampers. It's no different to any other hamper, by the way. Can I just point out? I just say that. Ruth's Halloween hampers. 
that has a couple of Halloween mugs. They're not really Halloween mugs. They're just normal classic kids mugs. And all you got to do is text or WhatsApp and tell us. Well, you don't have to text the whole story to us. You can text us your name and say, I've got a story. And you can come on the air and tell us the story. All right. Ruth, randomly after the show, will pick out one winner. We don't give it to the best story, so don't be worrying if you're not that good at talking or whatever. All right. 87 188 Have you ever seen anything scary, seen a ghost, or something you just couldn't explain? Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh,